You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and today we're going to go through a new series. Throughout the next two weeks leading up to the start of the 2021 season, we're going to name three players every single day on our top 21 players to name and watch for in the 2021 season, of course, for Texas A&M football. The NFL season is set to begin and nobody covers it like Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Draft Season Preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems, tuning in starting on August 30th. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. 21 players in 2021. Who are the names that we have to watch out for? Don't worry. We will go through every single list. We will go through every single name. My list is a little bit different than the one on 24-7. It's a little bit different than the one on Texags, but I just want to make sure that everyone knew that going in. There's some players I like a little bit more. There's some players I like a little bit less, but let's not waste any more time. Let's start diving in. Number 21 for me has got to be Jameer Johnson. Johnson is a guy who I don't know where he plays yet. I really don't. Will he be playing the guard? Will he be playing the tackle? Will he not be playing at all? Is he a swing? Is he a depth piece? There's a lot to really like about a guy like Johnson because of the thing is, you look at his overall skills, there's not much to really go off of. There really isn't. You're kind of just hopeful that he makes an immediate impact in some capacity, but there's not enough information out there that says, oh, he will or won't. The difference is when you look at what he brings to the table and what he brings to this roster, it's experience in the SEC. He spent time at Tennessee in 2020. I believe he started in eight total games. He played in all 10 for the Volunteers and he played both sides. He played left tackle. He played right tackle. I think he even took like one game of snaps at guard. So he's very versatile. And the one thing that Jimbo Fisher has said multiple times throughout the entire offseason is you cannot teach that versatility and you cannot teach SEC speed. The best way to learn is just by going up against it. And Johnson has done that multiple times already. So I look at this Johnson and I'm trying to figure out where he best fits. Right now, it's just wherever the weakness is on the offensive line. Luke Matthews likely is starting at center, and Kenyon Green is likely starting at left tackle. Everything else feels open. I think Layden Robinson is probably going to get the start at one guard spot, and I would argue it's either going to be Aki Oganabi or it's going to be Bryce Foster at the other guard spot, which leaves that right tackle spot open, and to me, that is the weakest spot because if I don't know who's going to be there now that Chris Morris is gone. If Morris was still on the team, I think it would be a really interesting battle. I think Ruben Fathery is going to get redshirted, so you're not going to see him even play this year. So the question now comes to, where do you go after this? The first place I go is to a guy who has experience in the SEC. 
And Johnson, again, is going from a lowly Tennessee team, so you don't really know what kind of player he is. Is he going to actually be an immediate impact guy, or is he going to be somebody who maybe doesn't have that value? Is he going to be somebody who can come in right away, find a way to start and make some type of contribution? Or is he going to be a guy that takes some time? Maybe he struggles against a team like Kent State to where when you go play Colorado, if he's really, really not taking to the offense, he's benched for a guy like a fathery. Maybe you do move, um, you know, Bryce Foster to left tackle to let Kenyon Green play right tackle. There's a lot of different ways this can go. But I think that's what makes this so interesting, is that Johnson has so much experience in the SEC, but you don't know where he's going to play. You don't know where he's going to fit. You don't know where he's going to sit on this offensive line. And that's a good thing. That's actually a very good problem to have. Ultimately, what I do think is that Johnson will be playing the right tackle spot. How long? Hopefully the entire season, because that means that there's so much stability on this offensive line, it's even better than last year. That's actually something that Jimbo Fisher has said multiple times during the offseason. And he said it at SEC Media Days. He does believe that this offensive line could be better than one that allowed four sacks against an all-SEC schedule. That would be very impressive. In fact, that would be so impressive that I think nobody would believe it. I know for a fact I don't believe it until I see it, and I've always been that kind of guy. The skeptic in my head is saying, "Mm, well, let's just go ahead and wait and see. But I do think that having a guy with SEC experience is a game changer for anybody. Think about it for a second. You want to be the best in the best conference. Easily, the SEC is the NFL pipeline, and it's one that's always going to be represented in a positive light. So if that's the case, what do you do? If you're in the SEC, you go add SEC talent. It's why when Tennessee decided to have a fire sale because of they lost Jeremy Pruitt and Kevin Steele wasn't retained and they all decided to leave, guys like Eric Gray, Wanya Morris, and Henry Toto, Toto went over to Alabama. And Alabama made sure that he got the no waiver clause to where he was able to come in and play right away. Johnson, on the other hand, is a graduate transfer. So he was always going to play. One year, that's all he gets. He's not going to be here for the long run. He's just going to be here for the fun run. And that's going to be a big influential piece of, I think, this overall A&M offense. So there you go. That is my number 21 player. Guys, so there's a few things in life that aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirt for no absolute reason, it's kind of embarrassing, right? Look, I've dealt with this for a while, especially after I go work out. Even when I shower, I still smell like rotten eggs afterwards. Now, listen, I know this isn't a life or death thing, and there have been much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest. In a moment that is really big, something like a job interview or a first date or an important speech, you want to make sure you always smell good and not have to worry about that sweat. That's why I love using Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirant wipes, and you simply just apply it the night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and you're about as good to go for the day. No sweat guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I have actually used the product myself more than once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry throughout the entire day. No more pitting out, no more picking out on my shirt, no more sweat stains, none of that. If you love somebody and you want to make sure they never sweat, go ahead and visit us at sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 20% discount off your first deposit or visit us on Amazon or CVS using the same code. Make sure you don't sweat with Sweatblock.
Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's continue along. Demir Johnson comes in at number 21. Who comes in at number 20 for me? This one's actually pretty simple. I am going to go with Layden Robinson, the guy who's going to likely be playing next to him at the right guard a sophomore out of Manville, Texas. Guy is six foot four, has a really stout body, 330 pounds, exactly what you want for a running style guard. This is somebody who can be extremely high-end talented, but there's not a lot of film on him. There's not really a lot of anything on him. In fact, he only has played in a handful of snaps. He hasn't even started a game yet, but he did look great in the second half when he did suit up against South Carolina. And one of the biggest things that really helped out was his run blocking skills. When you think of run blocking, you want to be able to set up your roster as best as possible. And the one way to do so is by having a physical road blocker. What exactly does that mean? Road blocking is when you pulverize, bulldoze, and make sure you are leaning the way for any single running back to drive past that first line of defense. Once they get into the open field, that's all on the running back. It is the running back's job to make sure they are somebody who can continue to make plays after the line of scrimmage. But to be able to get that clean running lane to where you basically go untouched for the first four to five yards, that is really crucial. That's where road blockers and road maulers are. That's exactly what you get with a guy like Robinson. He weighed 330 this spring and was considered too heavy. Now he's trying to get down to about 310, 315. If he can, that's only going to make him faster. That's only going to make him stronger. And that's going to also make him less prone to mistakes. Bigger guys, unfortunately, whether you like to admit it or not, can sometimes feel like they're placed off a little bit. What exactly does that mean? Well, to me, when I think of being placed off, I consider that as somebody who's going to have a couple of penalties, somebody who's going to get way too many holding calls, somebody who's going to have a false start, somebody who isn't going to be able to stay on the field consistently. And the reason why is because they're not moving quick enough. They're not being able to play at that same speed. So when you look at Robinson, he has shut down. I've seen him at practice. He looks a lot thinner from year one to year two. And more importantly, you can play him on either side of the line. You can play him next to Kenyon Green on the left side. You can go ahead and play him on the right side next to Jameer Johnson with a Nicanola uh, Ungabai probably playing the other side. And more importantly, there's so much unknown of the guard position because there hasn't been a starter there for basically two years with Jared Hawker taking one spot and Kenyon Green taking the other spot. He likely is the one with the most experience. So naturally, because if he does have so much experience and because if he has worked with this offense and because if he does know what this offensive rushing attack means, there's a very good opportunity he plays as much as possible. This is year three for him, but the good news is is that he's a redshirt sophomore. So he still has another two years of eligibility if need be. But the other thing is that if he wanted to go to the NFL draft, he could definitely make it as as an NFL top talent. The question would be, how good is he at the beat? He would have to be like an all-pro, all-American level. Like, we're talking probably a... I mean, you'd have to get like a perfect score by Pro Football Focus, by Football uh, PFR, uh, by, by literally every single, you know, outlet in America to sit here and go, you know what? That's right. So more than likely than anything else, he returns for next season, which would make him one of, if not the veteran of the offensive line. 
This is a really good player who can do a lot with his body. He can do a lot with his overall frame, but it's the physicality that really stands out when you look at how he performs on film. There's not a lot really to say about Layden Robinson that hasn't already been said. The biggest thing of all is that physicality wins here in and here out. Every single snap you watch him play, he is winning matchups left and right. And when you watch him in practice, same thing. He is winning matchups left and right. And that's exactly what you want for a player of this caliber. Somebody who is able to make a ton of plays across the middle of the field and open up as many running lanes as possible. Think about this for a second. If AM is trying to have the number one rushing attack in 2021, you have to be able to run the ball and have an effective offensive line. The other thing is that with a new quarterback on the roster, because of Haynes King and Zach Calzada barely have enough snaps between themselves to where we can sit here and go tip for tap all day, hmm, which one is a better option? Really, neither, because neither have taken enough snaps to where you know one is going to be better until you see it on the field. You're going to have to trust that run game. So whatever you can do to make sure that that run game is as stable as possible, play that guy. And right now, Layden Robinson is probably going to be one of those guys for the long haul. This is a guy who is physical. This is a guy who can open up running lanes. And more importantly, this is a guy who's got some speed. He may be 310 pounds, but he is somebody who can move very well down the line and make an impact well after the line of scrimmage, which are things you can't teach. Those are things you either have or you don't. Speed is something that has always either been around or it has just kind of disappeared. So you want to make sure that you have that speed on a daily basis. Again, remember, this is a guy who's going to have to block deep downfield for your team to be successful. And there's a lot of guys who are going to be in that backfield trying to make a ton of carries. Guys like Isaiah Spiller, Devon Achain, Anaya Smith, even guys like DeAndre Jackson and more than likely LJ Johnson get some carries at least at some point this season because of that's just how valuable the rushing attack is. This is a five-man roster and potentially even more players than just the five who could really make an impact starting week one on the ground game. And they can make an impact in every single level of the field and more importantly on every single team. First team, second team, third team. And they also could all probably play some first-team offense if need be based off their role. So Robinson is going to be in for a big year. You can expect for sure A-Chain, Spiller, and Smith to see first-team reps in the backfield, which means at this point, you have to have a good runner. You have to have a great run blocker. That likely means Robinson sees a lot of carries. So he comes in as my number 20 player. This episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar, where a candy bar meets a protein bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? So whatever you're into, coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, it doesn't really matter because they're all covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. And you don't know if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, that is okay because you can get a mix box where you'll get two of every flavor to decide on which one is the best. Not only are the bars great tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. There's not a product like this out on the shelves. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to receive a 15% welcome bonus with your very first purchase. That's LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. 
It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams and fans are getting ready to go back on the gridiron. And as always, make sure you stop at betonline.ag, your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website on your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo by making a bet on Thursday, September 9th during the season opener for your Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, MMA, to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't sound the sidelines anymore. Use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Betting on college football does not have to be a guessing game. The new Locked On Bats podcast, hosted by your boy Q, handicapping expert in these The daily picks, blowout specials, long teams favored, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day when you follow Locked On Bats podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So we're on to number 19 on my list, and maybe this is a little too high for him. Maybe it's a little too low. It depends on who you are. Um, This was a tough one because if I wanted to go with one of the linebackers, but I don't know which one is actually going to be the bigger impact. Is it going to be Edron Cooper or is it going to be Andre White? Ultimately, I went with Andre White at number 19 because I feel like he is a safer bet. This is a guy who I know is going to be playing at some point. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know if he's going to be taking over for that Buddy Johnson role or if he's more so going to be the guy that takes over for Aaron Hansford, who also is on this list. But when you look back at the games from last season, when he was the third linebacker, because remember, Buddy Johnson started, Aaron Hansford took over for Anthony Hines Jr., and then you had to go get that extra linebacker. It was Andre White, and Andre definitely made sure that he was somebody on the rise. When you go back and watch him play, he is somebody who has great speed and can get in the backfield. He is a true blitzer. You want him as your off-ball linebacker. So with that in mind, more than likely, Aaron Hansford moves to more of your thumper-type role. The guy who's going to be playing the run, dissecting plays at the line of scrimmage, likely staying there. This is the guy you're going to have play in space because if he flies to the football, he makes plays left and right. He can go sideline to sideline and make a ton of plays in coverage. This is exactly what you want. And you got to see a preview of what could be when you saw him fill uh, fill in for the likes of Aaron Hansford in the Orange Bowl. Remember, he didn't play because of he was uh, out with an injury, so White had to come in, and this is exactly why I think you want him in space. He picked off Sam Howell. He was able to go ahead and build off of that play. A&M was able to score on that drive because of the interception, and this is the player who's probably going to be the number one quarterback in college football this year. If you ask a lot of people around the NFL, if you ask a lot of people around the league, they all believe that the one quarterback that is solidified number one going into the year is definitely Sam Howell. And the only other argument is Spencer Rattler, who, again, 
if you play him as a mobile guy, you would want Andre White, somebody who has great closing speed and somebody who can kind of play that rover sniffer type role where they're circling out, they're waiting for the pitch, waiting for the pitch, and last second they come in and they smack the crap out of a quarterback. That's the type of player Andre White is. He's been very limited, but every single time he stands out and he's a hard hitter. Like that's the biggest thing. He is a hard hitter. He is somebody who has been making plays left and right on special teams. He is somebody who has filled in very nicely as that rotational kind of linebacker. And now he has a chance to really step up. I actually believe that he could be a name that by the end of the season is leading A&M in tackles. I also think that he could be a name that doesn't see the field that often because of Edgerin Cooper is so talented as well. Cooper was arguably the best player in the spring and he was easily the top player at the maroon and white game. Every single play at the maroon and white game, he emerged. Like, literally. Every single play. He led, I want to say he was on the white team. I think he was on the white team. I, whatever. He was on. He was either on the maroon or he was on the white team. He led the team with eight tackles on the day. So, that was amazing on itself. But more importantly, he also is a little bit younger, and he's a little bit small. I mean, he's a little bit bigger, and he has that same speed. But... When you look at White, the one thing you got to give about him is he's physical and he's fast. I honestly think when I look at him, the way he plays, it's kind of similar to a maybe a little bit bigger Jamal Adams. Like he's a really good space player, probably like a dimebacker, but a little bit bigger. Like he definitely is an off-ball linebacker at the NFL level at six foot three. But I view him more as somebody who can make plays in space and I don't have to limit him just to being in this X box. So actually maybe Darius Leonard would be kind of a better comp for him. A guy who can play really well in space and trust his legs to pick up plays after the yardage and more importantly, stop quarterbacks in their tracks from trying to run. That's exactly what he is. I don't think that he is a Buddy Johnson clone. I actually think that he is better than Buddy Johnson in the sense of what you're looking for in that space. But again, think about this. You have always one linebacker, be the thumper, and one play in space. Last season, it was Buddy Johnson playing in the thumper role. Actually, the last two years has been Buddy Johnson. Anthony Hines played in space. The year before that, then it was... um, Uh, Buddy Johnson and Aaron Hansford, and now it has the opportunity for Hansford to take over as that thumper type player and Andre White to take over as that kind of space player. And maybe next year what you can do is the same thing. White can play more of the, um, the thumper role, and Cooper, who honestly I think has to stay in that space role, could do that. And then in two years from now, Probably you have uh, Chris Russell or Antonio Doyle fill in for that same spot when White goes to the NFL. And there you go. You have a one-two combination every single year. But for right now, I would have to say you have to go with the likes of Andre White for 2021. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, let's break down 18, 17, and 16. New RBI players, See you soon. Remember, give me all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.